0: Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai.
1: I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Mikala from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Workwife Wine Time for this week. It is episode 54, and we're talking all about starting a business after retirement. Isn't that exciting? What a fun issue to speak about today. It's not really an issue, but there you go. And <laughs> we have again, yet again, an international guest here in the house of Workwife Wine Time, the amazing Lisa Friend. Welcome. Hey, Gemma, so glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's very exciting. Yes, for me too. Awesome. Well, let's get started. And first of all, can you tell us um, who you are and and what, what do you do now?
0: Okay, so I am a general life coach and I specialize in working with professionals in high burnout fields. So I help with recovery from burnout. So these professionals can love their passion again, love their job again. And who do you work with? Who do you help? Well, mostly teachers, because that's my passion as a retired educator, but really any professional who suffers from burnout. So in in general life coaching, I have been working with individuals who are trying to get back on track after a major life event. So maybe they've gone through a divorce or retirement is a big event, being an empty nester. A lot of women at that point tend to reevaluate their lives and they start thinking about themselves. So they reach out for coaching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's Love it. That's wonderful. And then what brought you into, into doing this? Well, (laughs) I'm a senior
0: Gemma. (laughs) <laughs> I have been seeking like half my life, searching for something else, something better, something different. I'm a lover of learning. So I was seeking help with my own teacher burnout. Um, mm-hmm. I was always trying to find that next best thing to have the dream life. I spent years going to courses, doing all the things, reading all the books. And then I finally found life coaching. And that really changed my world.
1: Yeah. hmm we're um, we totally get that here at um at Work Wife Wine Time, being um seekers. We're always yeah, yeah. We're always seeking too, so we we totally understand that. Um, it's just a part of us, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. More constantly information. wanting to grow, be the mm-hmm. best you can be. Mm-hmm. There's more out there. That's me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I I really think that is. So aligned with business owners as well. It just tends to be who we are because we're seeking something there as well. You, you know?
0: Yeah. And I finally found with life coaching that I found solutions to my problems. And that mm. was the best thing of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't need to seek outside anymore. Mm. I learned to seek inside. Yeah. So now what I spend my time doing besides developing my business is just What I seek is personal growth just to be the best I can be. Yeah, It's all going inside of me. It's not coming from somewhere else, which is a really great feeling. Oh,
1: it's wonderful. Gives me chills. I love it. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) before we get, you know, stuck into it, just tell us us a little bit about, about you, your interests.
0: Oh, sure. Okay. So, well, I was a third grade teacher for over 20 years. So I was in public school system in New York, working with seven and eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have a life coaching practice that's allowing me to give back in a different way. So I like to say that I'm still a service provider. I'm still working with, um, as a public servant, providing two people. I just changed my audience from eight-year-olds to adults. <laughs> so it's kind of different. Um, I have a passion for all things creative. I love to paint. Um, decoration is my passion I change my house all the seasons I put out fall stuff Christmas stuff spring stuff that's me Um, I love to craft and repurpose all all those fun things and another thing that I almost went into business for because like you'll see as we go on that's been part of my MO is all these little businesses but I almost went into business repurposing old furniture Oh, I would scavenger garage sales, antique malls, et cetera, and find these cool pieces of furniture and fix them up, scrub them down and paint them. Oh, totally different. And I coined the term. I think I coined it anyway. um, Furniture jewelry. So I would not only put on super cool poles and knobs, but I would put in little little things in different places on the pieces. And I, it was really cool. It was very cool. I still do it, still love it. Um, I get a lot of compliments on my work, but just so time consuming. I'm like, there's, this is an act of love, not something I could sell. So it's just a little side passion that I have. Um, but my house is full of cool stuff that's been repurposed like that. And I love to read on the beach. That's my perfect place to read. I love being near the water. Um, And I love to do yoga and meditation every day. That's on my schedule feeds my soul. Oh, and if you look at my personal Instagram account, you will see lots of photos of craft cocktails. So I kind of say that's like one of my passions. (laughs) Um, I just am and love the unique ingredients. Like I'll go to fancy places where they use tinctures. You know what those are? where they make the herbs, they, they put the Ah. herbs and then they distill it. So like lavender things and like, they're little, like, um, eyedropper bottles and they put it in the drink. Um, you know, with the herbs, the fruits, everything. I just love it. Love, love, love. So there's lots of pictures of martini glasses all over my Facebook. (laughs) So that's one of my passions. Um, I have a husband. I've been married to for 13, almost 14 years. And we have a blended family, three girls and a son-in-law all wonderful adore them all and I am lucky enough to be able to spend my winters here in northeast Florida and the rest of the year in New York and in New England upstate at a lake house so that helps recharge my battery being outside because I am definitely a nature lover yeah
1: oh I love that yeah
0: Learned some new things about me today, right? I actually really did,
1: and mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, I want to order one of these custom pieces of furniture. Isn't it? <laughs> Thank you very much. And I think I'll you know, mine has here. to be leopard print. Like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, people do that. It's very cool. You would love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I absolutely
1: love it. But let's get stuck into why we're here today. Otherwise, we'll be talking about leopard print jeweled furniture, um, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't be a bad thing, really. But (laughs) we're here today to discuss all about starting a business Mm -hmm. after you've retired. So I guess, again, just tell us a bit more um, about your past work life. Like what, what did it look like before?
0: Sure. So again, I was a teacher for 22 years in the public school system. Um, It was my absolute calling in life and it was my passion until it wasn't. And why did that happen? Um, I felt like the bureaucracy robbed me of longevity in the field. Honestly, the constant changes, lack of control in the classroom, greater demands without any more time or any more resources. It just made it to be an unpleasant environment to work in. A lot of negativity. Um, yeah, so that 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 was my past. I absolutely loved it, was my passion. Still love the kids. Like I miss the children desperately. Um, but I feel like my transition into coaching has really filled that need of serving and helping. And I'm still consider myself a teacher. So when I do my coaching, I, I structure the calls with, you know, coaching and teaching. And so I feel like I'm still getting that need fulfilled to help people learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And then mm-hmm. tell us all about what was it like mm-hmm. to retire? Tell us about oh. that.
0: Oh. Best <laughs> thing. Once I, once I, once I admitted and said yes, and decided it was the best thing. But in the meantime, I was living in that ambivalent world of I can't decide, which I don't recommend. It's a terrible place to be. And I was there for about two years. Should I stay or should I go? Um, you know, when I look back, why did I put myself through that? I had a highly coveted job as a New York state teacher with a pension. Great. Good pay, good benefits, good hours, um, but still very draining. And, um, you know, what do I stay for the money? Am I staying for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? And what tipped it over the edge for me was I had some friends and family with serious life-threatening illnesses. And that was just my tipping point. I was like, what am I doing? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. I want to enjoy time with my husband, time to do something else because there is more to life than teaching. And that's what kind of really set me aside and said, just decide. And that's what I did. And I knew I had a lot of opportunities waiting for me. You know, I had, we already had this house in Florida and we kind of put things, you know, I worked the plan. I I made the plan what I wanted for my future and I made it become a reality. And I was like, why am I gonna put off all of this greatness when it's right there for me? And so I said, you know what? It's time for me to give somebody else a chance in the classroom. So I packed it up, packed it in, and here I am
1: up and packed it in it sounds like a that's actually a line from a rap song but anyway <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. but it's yeah so it was something you were thinking about for two years yep yeah was it constantly sort of in the mind or in the
0: back oh of the every mind? day wow. every day should I stay mm. or should I go you know teachers are famous for being like oh when's the next school vacation 22 days And then once you get to the halfway point, you're like, oh, 59 days till June 25th, which is the last day. You know, it's just like something everybody does and you just get in the rat. It's like, why do we do this? Do we not love our jobs? And it's just, it's kind of like this vortex, this tornado that you get into with the negativity. But um, my husband was retired and he was home and he was having lots of fun and he was spending some more time in Florida. And I was like, why am I putting this off? I have all this available to me. The money will come. The money will come. And when I stopped to realize it was really coming down to the money, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not that shallow. I can make this work. And I have opportunity to make even more money in my new business. And I had to really dig deep and have that belief. And when I said, you know, when those other little tipping points with the illnesses of other people close to me and watching all that and, um, seeing my husband retire. I'm like, I can do this. Just let's do it. Believe in yourself. And, and I did, and I just took the leap and boy, when I did take the leap and I wrote in my papers, I had like three months, you have to do it three months in advance. That three months was like my first years of teaching. I was like, woohoo, isn't this great? And everything, nothing bothered me those last three months. It was a nice, pleasant exit. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. And so then,
1: you know, you've you filled in the papers, you're retired, you've done all the things, you've taken the leap. And, and for any of our other listeners listening as well, why the heck start a business
0: <laughs> <laughs> once, yeah, right?
1: you're, yeah, once you're retired? Like, what is that about?
0: crazy. I know. Well, I did struggle with that a bit about being an Mm. entrepreneur and being retired because it was like, everybody's like, you're retired, you're retired. What are you going to do now? And I'm like, well, I'm going to do another business. You know, everybody's like, are you nuts? But, um, I had to sit myself down and really wrap my head around the fact that I was a retired teacher, retired teacher. Adding that other word was very important. I kept hearing people say, "Oh, you're retired. How great. You're retired. I'm like, well, I am a retired teacher, turned life coach, entrepreneur. I'm not sitting on the beach eating bonbons all day. <laughs> Make no mistake about that, right? So, I always knew that even though I love teaching, I knew there was more to life. I did. I knew there would be life after teaching. You know, we have great transferable skills of just organization, management, juggling, being flexible, all those good things. Um, I also am a very high energy person. Um, My mother used to say, no grass grows under your feet. And I was like, what does that mean? Now I know. (laughs) But I was always craving flexibility, Gemma, and freedom when I was a teacher. Like I had scheduled bathroom breaks with the kids. You know, when the kids went to the bathroom, I could go to the bathroom. I had 35 minutes for lunch and that was it. Get back in the classroom. Like every minute was accounted for. Basically, you know, you had to make phone calls you did on that 35 minute lunch break. So I was just craving this freedom of my own time. I was craving freedom of, you know what, what could I do if I could make as much money as I wanted, not what my contract says. Um, So I just, I just decided, you know what, let's go for it. Waking up with a solid purpose was also super important to me. Like I knew I couldn't just retire and say, okay, let's go play pickleball. Let's go work out, you know, let's go try this restaurant. Like I'd be bored in maybe a month. So I knew I needed another purpose. I knew I needed to switch it. So life coaching for teachers and people in high burnout careers really felt natural to me, felt like a, just a natural extension to what I was doing. So I just switched my audience. I left a career where I literally had that tight schedule with bathroom breaks, and now I get to structure my day any way I want. (laughs) So I've made myself have a three-day work week. Fabulous thing. I work really hard for three days, and the rest of the time, I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that,
1: how's that been for you?
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't dread Sunday nights anymore because Monday's mm. a day off, you yeah. know, and I'm back in the swing of things. Yeah. And Thursday really is my new Friday Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. It's really yeah. interesting Um, because
1: I ask because that is for all business owners, regardless of if we've um, transitioned from wherever or if we've done it after retirement, whatever it is a lot of us do it for that reason, right? Like I'm decided I'm working three days. That's my business. That's it, right? Yet a lot of us struggle to do that because, again, of us being high-energy people, us putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, us expecting more of ourselves, right? So I just sort of wonder how was, you know, like I know you love the three days, but is there still a part of you that struggles with that?
0: Well... In all honesty, my three days are in the business. My three days are on coaching, Mm. back to back. I I love what I do. And so I consider things working on the business to be, I know it's still working, but I don't really count those hours. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I'm just, I love the creative part. I love making my workbooks for my clients. I love making my... Um, my Facebook community um, alive with questions and little mini courses like that's just kind of just feeds my soul and doesn't feel like work. So I know I should probably count that, but where I have that's super flexible. So if that gets done whenever, that's fine. But like my tight work schedule where I'm available to my clients is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that's why I say I work three days because the rest of the days I can be as flexible if I want. Like one day I had planned to do something on Friday in my business or I'm sorry, on my business. And it was 80 degrees and sunny. Guess where I was at the beach with my book. And that <laughs> felt great. And I didn't have any guilt. It felt really good because I could do it. And I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. I mean, that's it's it's on your terms. And for. The rest of Australian listeners 80 degrees and sunny is we have no idea so there you go <laughs> but it's I'm nice and warm I'm going to assume it's nice and warm <laughs> mm-hmm. yep oh I love it. So then obviously you do have you know you are someone with a lot of drive and, and everything what what was your main I guess drive for you to start that business? After retirement, Well,
0: I knew I was really always Gemma, like I would say, I always loved teaching, but the craving of the freedom and the flexibility was always in my blood. And I'll tell you my story here in a minute. But, um, I was always looking for another, another job. Mm-hmm. Like I am a certified home stager. Cause that was going to be a business one day. Oh. And I realized, ah, I love this. Cause it goes along with the decorating and the furniture. And I'm like, Oh, use my furniture to look awesome. And I was like, I don't want to be moving this stuff. I don't want to be lifting this heavy stuff. Like I was like, what am I thinking? So boo, that went out. Then I was going to be a curb appeal designer and decorate the front of your house with plants and all that fun stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's another heavy lifting. Who's going to water? I found something wrong with everything. Then I'm a color analyst. I'll come in and tell you all the right colors to put in your house based on what your, your color sensitivity is. Right. So I found something wrong with all of those. Nothing felt right, but I did all the coursework, got certified because that's what I do as a lover of learning, learning, right? But when I retired, I knew I was going to do something else. I always dreamed of being an entrepreneur because I come from a family of business owners. Like my grandfather started um, a milk production plant. And everybody, all of his children worked at the, it's called a dairy, but it's not the dairy cows. It's the actual milk production part where they put it in the containers, they pasteurize it, they send it out for consumption. Um, so as a rite of passage, all of us worked at the dairy at some point in our lives. My father taught me how to drive a big Mack truck around yeah. the block only, but I did it. Me old big up there behind that big wheel. I felt yeah. so powerful. And, you know, working in the office, whatever, but you still could have a sense of a family business mm. and what it took and, and everything about that. Um, so I feel like it was always in my blood, right? right. I started my entrepreneurial career, <laughs> dole <dull app, laughs> selling rocks. But I marketed them I marketed them as gemstones from the bottom of my driveway. And I actually had a few kind souls who would stop and pay me a quarter for a rock. <laughs> right, isn't
1: that funny? Aww. Then
0: I got involved with several direct selling companies. Like I sold Mary Kay makeup in college to make extra money. Mm. Um, I sold Avon. Um, and then I went into the jewelry business with a company called Leah Sophia. That put my daughter through two years of room and board at college. So small change, but not really. It really helped out. And I also, of course, my love of crafting, I painted t-shirts and made crafts that I sold at home parties way before Etsy. (laughs) So I did it the hard way. Um, And I also had a tutoring business when I was teaching. (laughs) Yep. So this, this entrepreneurial spirit was always in my blood. And, you know, at one point in my life, I went to be like, well, I didn't make Mary Kay work. I didn't make Leah Sophia work. I didn't make this work. I didn't make that work. Am I just a giver upper? And I was just Mm -hmm. it was just my fails that I needed to do and try before I found my one perfect thing. That was a perfect match for me.
1: Yeah, right. So
0: now I don't look at them as fails anymore. They were just training me and teaching me things I wanted and things I didn't want.
1: Yeah, oh, it's so interesting. It's yeah. always sort of been been in you, right? Yeah. I start from the the gem the gemstones. Like.
0: I'm not funny. <laughs> no lemonade that. for me. I sold rocks. <laughs> yeah, good on,
1: good on you. You're like, no, I'm not doing the lemonade thing. Everyone does that. I'm going yeah. for the rocks. That's right. It.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I polished them up. You know.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that is yeah, love that is the best. I love it. I love that. Of course, you made them look beautiful. Ugh. <laughs> then I guess it, it's yeah. I mean, obviously you've always loved doing that sort of stuff, but why I guess go into business for or for yourself now? Like why is it what's
0: well that? the ability to structure my time however I wanted yeah. and have a not have a limit on my income potential. Mm. Now this guy's the limit. Like I could work hard in any of those other jobs and I had a cap salary. There were years mm-hmm. I didn't even get a raise no raise, freezing, you know, not even 0.5%. Now it's all on me. The sky's the limit. I'm going for it. It feels really good.
1: Oh, I love it. And can you walk us through a little bit of the, I guess, the overall transition, you know, from career to retirement, then to, to business? How's that transition been for you?
0: Well... I promised myself and my husband like was right on board with me. I said, you know, I'm going to take six months off. (laughs) And how did that go? No grass grows under my feet. You think I could take six months off? And let me tell you, I, I retired in June and moved into a brand new house in August. So I was not only dealing with packing, unpacking and putting a house together and furnishing it and all that stuff, decorating it, of course, my love. And trying to manage my time with my business because I was in a great cohort of like-minded people in, in with my coaching, and I did not want to lose the momentum. And I was gonna. I said, you know what? I don't want to stop. I don't want to retire. I mean, I don't want to relax. I just this is relaxing to me. I'm going, 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 going. So, um, you know, it wasn't like there was any kind of big vacation for me. I've been very busy, but I think the biggest struggle, honestly, Gemma, was when I got here in Florida in January, it was like, oh, I'm a retired teacher and I'm in Florida in the middle of the winter. I could never do this before. And it hit me like, woohoo, I can go to the beach on a Thursday at 11 o'clock if I want. (laughs) And after wasting a bit of time and beating myself up, enjoying that time, I finally admitted to myself that's, you know what? I can have it all. I can be retired at teaching and be a business owner entrepreneur now. That's my past. Doesn't mean I'm retired at life. I'm just a retired teacher. And when I made that distinction, like I made sure to put the word teacher after retired, it made all the difference for me. Mm -hmm. And I began setting up my schedule. Like I said, the three days, with the other days being flexible, that if it was a nice sunny day, I could say, yep, let's go. I'll read at the beach and have my self-growth there.
1: Yeah, that, that's so interesting. That
0: um, Yeah, of course, because you're not retired at life, right? Right. And, but that's what I was telling myself at first, mm-hmm. because I could never, my time was spoken for all the time. And this is really the first time in my adult life where it's not been spoken for. And I had complete autonomy, how to structure it. So Mm -hmm. I kind of went off the deep end and said, woohoo, let's party, you know? And then I said, oh, okay. Yeah, this isn't working out. (laughs) (laughs) So got some tight control on that. And now I feel like I'm in a really good place of managing, like being balanced was super important to me. Like, because I was so structured before I didn't want to go from the fire into the frying pan, like no way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Such great insight. And of course, then can you, what pointers, <laughs> what pointers <laughs> can you give us for maybe current retire, retired listeners or listeners thinking about retiring? Mm-hmm. What What's some pointers you
0: can give us? Well, certainly if you're thinking about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: pay attention to that thought and those feelings. They're trying to tell you something. That's number one, right? Right. Um, But I would say, just remember, because you retired from one field doesn't mean you're on a permanent vacation. That was a little sidetrack I took, Um, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur. I highly recommend being retired. It's the best of all worlds. It has been for me. You just need to make sure that you're disciplined to keep your life balanced. Like I just said, you know, that was a top priority for me. I didn't want to go from, from one situation where I had no time to another situation where I had no time. So, I'm, I'm very strict with myself with, with that. Um, so, I work hard. I work really hard right now at keeping that healthy balance in my life because that is really what's most important. Kind of like in a way, it's, it's my way of saying I have it all. I have my autonomy in every area. Yeah. A good feeling. Yeah. That's it. Certainly sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It feels so good. I would encourage people if you're thinking about it, you know, explore it, explore it, but don't think too long. Cause I waited two years, mm. you know? And I, I mean, not to say I wish I hadn't, cause I learned a lot of things in those two years. And when I finally made my mind up, it felt right. And I had no regrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah. I love that. And finally as well, can you tell us on our theme here at work, wife, one time, what does collaboration over competition mean
0: for you? Well, that's an interesting question. So I'm thinking collaboration over competition would mean to me working together, creating something jointly, not in opposition with. So I can say, you know, like I mentioned, working with my um, peers from my coaching class, we work cooperatively. We're constantly feeding ideas off each other, collaborating together. So it's not a competition. It's like something when you share ideas that keeps your creative juices flowing and your ideas build off of each other. And, you know, I truly believe no man is an island. We're in this together. We need each other. We're better together. You know, um, collaborate, collaboration is the way to go. Competition just means I think there's a little insecurity for you feeling to be needing to be your best or not feeling your best. What you have to offer the world is already truly unique because of who you are, right? And what you bring to the table. Do you be you is what I like to say. So even though we could all be doing the same thing, we're all doing life coaching. Do you be you? Your uniqueness is what's going to drive your clients to you.
1: Oh, I love that. You heard it here first, everyone from the amazing Lisa Friend here. Do you be you?
0: <laughs> do you be you? I'm sure it's not from me, but it's a great thing. <laughs> <saying. laughs>
1: Oh, we're all about being being ourselves here. Like, quite mm-hmm. find time as as we know that yeah, for me, that is is my what I offer my clients to use as their marketing strategy. Right, be oh, you. Great. That's it. <laughs> you know, it just works. Like, yeah, I love it. Um, well, speaking of businesses, can you tell us where where can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Well,
0: they can find me at my website at LisaFriendcoaching.com or Instagram is Lisa Friend Life Coach and Lisa Friend Coaching Facebook.
1: Beautiful, wonderful. I absolutely love it. And of course, what is our final or your final biggest tip you can leave our listeners with for today?
0: Okay. I don't think it can be one. So I'm going to say okay. <laughs> to you. So follow your dreams. Anything is possible if you believe it is. And it is absolutely, you have the ability to believe that it is. Make a plan, stick to it and learn all you can from people already doing it and put your unique spin on it. Have fun and the clients will come. Oh.
1: That was just the most beautifully said final tip I've ever heard. So thank
0: you very much. (laughs) You're very welcome. Fun is the name of the game. If it's not fun, what are you doing it for? Absolutely. Right. Well, that brings
1: us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Gemma. It was a pleasure hanging out with you today. Oh,
1: absolutely. That was wonderful. And that is a wrap. As always, all of you kick ass, amazing entrepreneurial women out there, remember you're not alone because we are all in this together. And most importantly, when it comes to business, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.